Angelo shoots it deflected right in. Peter Angelo save rebound. Nasty stop by Peter Angelo. I don't believe that save. Neither does Peter Nasty. He can't believe the save that Peter Angelo just made on him. As Frankie sparkling on that maneuver there to stop and rob Peter Nasty. He should get five to ten for that. Hello and welcome to episode 74 of Tendy Talk, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the BLPA Podcast Networks. I'm your host, Joe, better known as Wash Up Goalie on social media. This week, I chat with Cody Karpinski of the Pensacola Ice Flyers of the SPHL. Cody made me envious by calling in from Pensacola Beach, not just from the city, but actually on the beach. So, audio isn't perfect, but it's still a great listen. So, Without further ado, let's get to the conversation with Cody. Let's see, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting on the beach, so I feel like that might not be the worst thing to have in the background. Uh, yeah, no, there, there's a uh, background flex if there is one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah, here, hold on. Let me see if I can turn it around real quick. Hold on. Yeah, just get, get a little beach beach vibes. Oh, man, I'm jealous. <laughs> Actually going to be uh, out on the beach going on a cruise here in four weeks. So I, I'm like oh, just counting down the days. Where to? Uh, we are getting on the boat in Miami and we're going to Grand Bahama, the, um, then the cruise lines island, and then I think it's Nassau. So it's just a quick four-day cruise. Oh, man, that'll be sick, though. I've always yeah. actually wanted to go on, like, a cruise and, and do that whole thing. Because I've heard such good things. But obviously, you know, with the past, like, you know, basically two years, it's been pretty hard on yeah, especially that. But yeah, anyone really so do anything, you know? We did a, a Disney cruise, like, five years ago with my family, you know. So it, it wasn't bad. It was just, it was a smaller boat, and it was packed. And we had the kids, and I wound up getting really sick. I, like, I had double pneumonia when we got back. Yeah, I blame my son because he, he always gets sick, like, two days before a vacation, and he's sick for, like, 30 minutes, and then we get it while we're on vacation. Yeah, you guys always get the tail end of it after he's, like, fine. And then yeah, right? and because, yeah. like, I'm on a cruise, like, I'm not taking it easy. And like, even the last day of the right, cruise, right. I, I – I ran a 5k on the Disney Island and I'm like, how the hell did I not die? Um, yeah, but, with my level of pneumonia especially. yeah, but I still beat my sister so that I'm like, I, I can hang my hat on that. Um, yeah, silver lining little bit. Right? Yeah. But the, the room was just tiny. We had an interior room. The, um, the, the, not just the, t- uh, tub, but the bathroom was like the size of an outhouse and you had a like oh, shower and a so tub dope. in there. Yeah, and so like hey, we're not cruise people, but then my wife was just randomly looking at rates, and because last minute rates are always good rates, and there was one for like a full cabin that has a full size bathroom, a separate bedroom, a sitting room, your own uh, uh, balcony overlooking the back of the ship, and she's like, "It's ridiculously cheap." And we were going to bring kids, but their passports expired. Shucks! So it's just like right, we'll take advantage. Yeah. Great. Yeah, yeah. You guys have to relax and get away a bit. Especially like, I mean, being a parent. Especially, I mean, it's never easy, but like, especially these past two years, just yeah, you know, with everything going on, like, yeah, you guys, you get to run the reserve a little bit of a break. It, and our kids are that's, that's, 14 and 
15. So it's not like, you know, we're leaving little ones behind either. So. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I mean, there, yeah. there's days we'd like to set them on a boat in the middle of the ocean. And forget <laughs> <Yeah>. about <laughs> Don't come back. Yeah, exactly. So we've already been talking. Uh, you know, thanks for joining me on the podcast. It's uh, good to have yeah. an Illinois goalie on the on the podcast. For sure, man. I know. I'm sorry. Like things have been super hectic like these past couple of weeks. You know, with like with like the surgery and everything else. Like just like crazy things have happened, and then us being on the road basically. I think aside from this last week, we were on the road. We were home maybe three days out of the last like four weeks, like three whole days. That's crazy. Like, so it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was pretty tough, but you know, yeah. Never, right? Well, as Yogi Berra said, you know, somebody once asked him how his uh, marriage lasted so long. He said, well, every time I got my wife mad, it was time for another road trip. And then by the time <laughs> we got back, she missed me. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, let it blow over a little bit. Yeah. yeah right. The road trips are good for the marriage, right? Right, yeah, little little time away never makes your what is that time away distance makes the heart grow fonder or something, right? Yeah, something like that. So. yeah. So you know, as I alluded to, you know, like, like me, you're originally from Illinois. Uh, how did you get started in the game of hockey? Because I, yeah, the Hawks made hockey the the big it thing to do, but when we were kids, not quite the case. You know, we had Elpo Suhonen running the team, and they weren't that great. Yeah. So. Um, so my my dad, like I, I come from a, a hockey family actually. Okay. Um, uh, my dad, pretty much, I'm the, I'm the only person in my family with all the front feet still. So that can <laughs> tell you tell you enough about that. Thankfully for right now, you know that that may change. I've gotten close a couple of times, but um, yeah, my my dad, uh, he was a hard nosed defenseman and um, in the USHL, uh, had a cup of coffee in the minors with the Penguins system. Uh, and then I uh, had the dream it didn't work out my uncle obviously his brother played uh, my cousins all played I, my cousins are just the younger I, there's three of them there's three brothers uh, the oldest one of them is 87 and then 89 and then the 90s the youngest one so they're a couple years ahead of me um, and basically I, you know, I was hanging out with them all the time and, and they were they were playing at that point and um Basically, I, I had to beg my dad for like, two years to, like, even just let me try. Um, he, uh, he wanted me to play golf, which, not, you know, humble brag. I was in the newspaper when I was, like, two years old at a driving range hitting balls, like, 50 yards. <laughs> my That's dad, better than my me dad, now. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. If only, if only I could hit it as straight as I did, you know, when I was a toddler, it'd be great. Yeah, yeah my, my, my dad wanted me to play other sports. Eventually, I just, you know, convinced him, and, uh, and yeah, he, you know, finally let me, and I started off as a uh, two years later, made a transition to goalie, and was that sport in my So, why goalie? You know, as you mentioned, your dad was a defenseman, your cousins played, what, what, what drew you between the pipes? I always liked, you know, typical goalie answer, always loved the gear, um, but I was like a... I was a very, like, even as a young kid, like, I was always trying to block shots and stuff, and I was always basically ending and ending up in front of the net anyways, trying to block a shot. Yeah. And then, you know, what, are, what is it in, like, you know, scooters or bikes or whatever, you know, everyone gets a turn at goalie. And I played, and uh, I think I got absolutely shelled in my first round of 
mean, I liked it. So, um, yeah, then, you know, just again, more convincing. And, and you know, my, my old man was like, you know what, whatever, it's a safe position, practically. Like, you know, you don't, don't got to worry about, you know, a lot of other things that I worry about. We are. Yeah. So you, you're growing up in Illinois. Uh, what association were you playing with? Um, so, like, local organizations, I played for the Midwest Chargers, and then I played, uh, or the Northwest Chargers, and then I played for Barrington for, okay. um, uh, the main for a couple of years, um, and that was, that was free, and, oh, so, I even have, a, like, a weird thing, I took a, I took a long, or I took a, a year break, uh, basically from eighth grade into, like, freshman year of high school, um, so I, I had played for Northwest Chargers growing up and then squirt majors through TVs. I played AAA for uh, start off with mission and then went to CYA and then uh, TI quit like the year right, right, basically right before the PV comeback tournament. Um, and took a year off and then as a Bantam. Um, I played winter minors with Barrington. Bill uh, Young had left. Um, he left the Chargers, and I, I played with him. Uh, I played with him previously, and then he went to Barrington, where uh, Gino Cavallini, who now runs the mission, um, was there, and you know just basically followed them over there. So yeah. I've kind of, I've, I've kind of played for all the organizations, uh, a lot of them at one point or another uh, the only one not being when i was growing up it was the chill um but now it's peary um yeah and then obviously like you know the reapers are our new organization but um but i i suppose my loyalty is kind of live with uh mission that's where i started and then you know obviously uh gino cavallini is a, is a really good friend of mine and you know like aiden is my, a really good buddy of mine his, one of his sons um you know yeah, I've known I've known Aiden since we were like twelve years old or something crazy. So we've kind of you know on and off grown up together. And, you know, have we made friends? And so yeah, so kind of my loyalty is aligned, I guess, with the yeah. mission. And, now you mentioned having played for Team Illinois. One thing that has always bugged me about the Team Illinois logo is how bad that representation of the state of Illinois is. It's like, first of all, who drew that? And second of all, why have they not fixed that? I'm, I'm pretty sure it started off as like flip art or something. Yeah, yeah. it's just it's like, like before Photoshop was like, you know, big or a thing or whatever. It was, you know, just whatever they could kind of piece together. Yeah. Um, and I and what really bugs me uh, about leaving TI when I did is is that like the very next season they got the black jerseys, which like black, I don't know why, but like black jerseys are always like uh, a super big favorite of mine. I love black jerseys, and so TI the year after I left, uh, the black jerseys came to them, and I was like all cheesed about it. But. You know, it's funny you say it because I played for St. Jude growing up, and we had the black jerseys, and then they transitioned to the green as like. But the black was so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did, I, and especially with hockey, you know, with hockey, especially like as the the season goes on or whatever, like black just it hides so much more. And I think you know, um, to be honest, I think you know, especially if you know your team looks good or whatever, it can be kind of intimidating, I guess. So, 
Yeah. I, I don't know. I've just always kind of felt more confident in like a really darker black jersey. So. Yeah, I get that. Now, now, you mentioned you took that year off. Uh, why, why did you take a year off at that age? You, you don't hear a lot of kids doing that. Um, so I, I've actually taken two breaks. So I took, I took season off. Um, you know, I had, I had some, some stuff to work on, but there was a lot of politics, um, even at a young age, I, I recognized. And, and thankfully in Illinois, it has gotten um, night and day better. You know, you're not, you know, I, I give credit mostly due to that to like elite prospects and like hockey DB because you can't just lie about like what you, what you've done and who you yeah. are, and, you know, um, and, and so on and so forth. But basically um, just a, a lot of political stuff that I saw at uh, a young age that I, that I didn't agree with. And I mean, at the time I thought I was you know, standing up for myself or whatever. Um, in, in hindsight, I, I, I wish I hadn't left uh, the first time, let alone the, the second time. So um, after my freshman year of high school, it was like, I had like two seasons back after leaving. Um, about to have like sophomore year. It was like during sophomore year. I don't know. I was like 15 years old. I quit from like 15 to about the age of 20. Um, and kind of on my way back to, you know, uh, to going to college and then now being in the minors and bouncing around in the minors and stuff. Um, yeah, just, uh, just, just thought it was, you know, what was, what was best for me at the time. Um, just again, thought it was, uh, more of standing up for myself, uh, for things that I didn't, I didn't agree with. Yep. Um, yeah, that's, you know, basically without getting too deep into it, that's, that's what I, I thought was the best move at that time. It's interesting, you know, when you took that second break uh, and, and how long it was and the fact that you came back, you were able to play college hockey and I'll play in the minors because that's almost the prime age that you get your exposure. So, I mean, that's a testament to your athleticism and your skill. The fact that you still did play college hockey and now in the minors. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, I basically left during all of your prime, not only like really developmental years going through, you know, at that, at that point, uh, you know, you're becoming a, a also, you know, your body's all crazy or whatever. Not only that, but also um, your, your prime scouting years. And, and again, in, in hindsight, it, it probably wasn't the best decision, but um, <laughs> at that point, I, you know, wasn't necessarily the politics, which is, I had a lot of personal stuff going on. Um, not, again, not to get too, too deep into that, but um, had some, you know, mental health problems and other things that I needed to address um, and kind of get back to being, you know, a, a really responsible human being. You did what was right for you. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I, I suppose that's, um, again, kind of, you know, the first time and the second time. I, you know, again, in, in hindsight, I, you know, I, I really wish I would have probably handled it first probably different um because it's not the way that hockey's ever been a crutch it's always you know, really fun. You know I've, I've i've had and uh, had in my heart right um but it's you know it, it definitely you know helps you know say you're having a you know just uh, for even the normal person you know you have a bad day you mm-hmm. can play hockey you know 
that pretty good day, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, so I, I I probably took that a little bit for granted, and then um, especially you know when I when I when I did finally make the decision to at that point attempt to come back and get back in the swing of things, it was you know it was something that I I really did miss. Um, not only from a, from a daily routine, but just in general. Um, so I I was working at that point. I was I was working at. Like uh, they had a bunch of TVs installed, and um, basically had like a, it was like a highlight compilation of like all like the local area kids in like college, and then were at that point working their way into minor leagues and stuff. And I was just like, well, I played with that kid, he did piss out of that kid, you know, <laughs> hate that kid. Um, oh, hey, that's my buddy. You know, it, it just it was a, it was a kind of a constant reminder of, of things I had done in my past. What if, what if, what if? And I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to give it a go again and, and see where it takes me. And, then, and you know, I've, I've definitely had a, a weird path. I mean, not that anyone's path is necessarily easy or, you know, linear or whatever. Everyone's path is different. But, but mine was definitely, um, even even to make it where I have been so far, um, you know, it's, it's definitely been an uphill battle even more so. Um, and I mean, mostly due to my own choices, you know, again, leaving, leaving for those five, you know, whatever that was, um, yeah, that definitely makes things harder, especially, you know, you're talking, you know, around the age of 18, 16, 18, those are all your, you know, prime scouting, yeah. you know, so, um, and, it, and especially for me, you know, um, when I, when I did play AAA, you know, I was, I was always in the mix of, you know, being at least, you know, relevant. So, yeah, it's just, you know, it was a hard uphill battle even more than most, but I did decide to come back when I did again better, better late than ever. Uh, you know, go on from there and really just really sent it. I was like, you know what? Regrets as is, um, I you know I don't need to wake up 40 years old and, and be like, oh, I wish I would have done this, or I wish I would have done that, or I wish I would have tried. You know, yeah. uh, I would much rather you know if I tried and it didn't work out, or you know, I didn't that, or you know I just failed and somehow way shape or form, you know, I, I would be much more comfortable living with that. Yeah. And, you know, you know the what ifs because that that's you know that's those are things I have enough of. As is, and um, you know, I, I don't need to add to that. But also, just if you don't try, you're never gonna know. And, right. Uh, like it's like, like I'm, I'm trying to make dreams a reality, right? So, um, you know, the only way you can do that is by going for it. Now, you know, as you pointed out, you took time off in the prime scouting year. And even before we get to that, you, you said something that resonated. Is you know, you forgot how much you liked it and needed it. And I think a lot of us realized that uh, through COVID, that first skate back, I, I've talked to a couple goalies of that first skate back. You didn't realize how much you needed it, you know, from a mental health standpoint that, you know, as, as I've said many times, you know, that hour of beer league hockey a week is my hour of therapy a week. Right. Right. And, uh, and you know, um, kind of elaborating on that is, you know, 
know, it, it, you kind of take it for granted. Yep. Good. As much as I try to you know, be present in the moment and not take things for granted, um, you know, you, you, it's just it's bound to happen, you know. Um, you know, wanna, you know, even now you're like, oh, you know, I'm sore or whatever, you know, kind of don't really want to go to the ring and then you're, you know, you kind of got to take a step back and like, oh, you know what, never mind. it's a good day. Like, yeah, it's a good sore. Yeah, exactly, right? And and um, especially, you know, growing up, playing AAA, you know, during those younger years and stuff, um, I mean, even then it was, you know, uh, seven days a week. And, yeah. And um, kind of myself that daily I got a routine if you will um really really kind of you know I just I had I'd gone from basically you know not having any free time to all of a sudden having way too much free time and that that kind of you know that kind of I wouldn't say led to but definitely contributed to um a lot of my problems so um it definitely you know definitely took it for granted and you know you know, it's it's definitely good to have back now. I, it keeps me, for lack of a better word, it keeps me sane. So. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Um, you know, as you noted, you took time off in the prime years of being scouted, but you get back into hockey and you still wind up playing college hockey. How did, how did that journey happen that you, you still wind up on the team? Yeah, um, so basically when I, when, I, when I got back and kind of um, – a decision to you know give it another shot again. Um, I landed in Mason City, Iowa, just basically like an extended tryout. Um, it was the NA3 at that point. Um, like my uh, my pops knew one of his old coaches, and basically through a grapevine, I you know just basically cold called people and yeah. basically convinced convinced the guy to just give me a look. Um, and, you know, I mean, it, uh, I was in no way, shape, or form ready to even be in Mason City when I was there. Um, you know, I, I had clear pants. Like, <laughs> I had TPS bionic gloves that were illegal. I just didn't even know the rules change. Like, things like that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, had, you know, a couple couple months off. I think that was when I was, like, 19 and a half or something. Because my birthday is in June. I, I get to play that, that whole next year or whatever. Um, and not be an overager. Um, and so during the summer, you know, I'd, I'd gone to, I think it was like five or six NA combines, uh, the NAHL combines. And, um, you know, I think it was like the uh, Springfield Junior Blues, like the Peak of Roadrunners. Like I'd gone to every single one. Um, I was working at Seven Bridges, uh, building the rink when the Coyote um, was updating the rink there at Seven Bridges before they moved. And um, I had seen that Topeka was coming in, and basically I had convinced the equipment manager to somehow slide my name um, you know, in the mix and basically had a bag for even a chance there. Um, and then, yeah, just, you know, kind of, again, through a grapevine, a, a, a friend of mine, uh, Robbie Hall, his, his dad, we'd, we'd grown up together, his dad. Um, That's a familiar name. <laughs> yeah, Rob, Robbie Hall, yeah. Um, but yeah, he, uh, his dad had a couple of contacts in, in Canada, um, and Robbie was playing, at that point, um, he was playing in the OJ, um, but he had played a uh, couple previous years 
Um, in the it was the CCHL. I'm not sure what it's called now. Before me, it was the CJHL. Um, you know that kind of basically around Ottawa League, you call it mm-hmm. balls. Um, so I had ended up basically on a on a whim. Uh, just headed to Brockville and uh, was there for like two months. Um, again, still trying to trying to figure out like how to play goalie again. Um, and trying to, you know, figure out how to skate. Um, yeah, I was there for a couple months, got got released right around Christmas, and was kind of just, like, bouncing around, practicing with, like, whoever I could. Um, and then at the time, my one of my childhood goalie coaches, uh, Kelly G, um, he was one of the coaches for the Chicago Steel. Um, and then, so basically, because of, like, an onset break and to uh, a guy that they had had, they just needed like a basically like a glorified practice movie and a guy to just basically back up in the games. Um, and you know, it was like a three week um, which like led me up into March. And then you know, I got flipped like at the deadline, whatever. Um, and basically, Kelly had called me like a week later. Couple couple weeks later, and I'll, I'll never forget this conversation. Um, Kelly reached out to me and he was like, "Hey, Carp, like, what are you doing?" And I'm like, "Oh, you know, Matt Hooters, my old man, and my sister, or, you know, we're about to eat." You know, I completely irrelevant, but I really do enjoy Hooters wings. Like, I know that they make me a psychopath, but I really do. Um, you know, especially if they take note of beach shots. That's I, I love it. Um, but yeah, um, I was at I was at Hooters and. Um, Kelly was like, all right, the Chicago Blackhawks are going to give you a call in a couple of minutes. And I was like, um, you know, I was like, Kelly, like, expletive, don't, you know, expletive, mess around with me. Um, Like, you know, like, I don't know if I'm still going to be able to play. He's like, just wait. And lo and behold, um, the Blackhawks called, and that was the um, 2012 and the 2013 season. Ray Emery had just gotten their RFD. Um, he had just gotten hurt right before playoffs. And um, at that point, Hutton was already called up. Um, you had Carlson at that point, who was already also called up, and they just physically couldn't call up another guy. Um, and yeah, I, I basically just practiced with the Black Aces for the whole entire cup run. Oh, nice. And yeah, yeah. so talk, talk about a, a turn of events, you know, the six months prior, like being on my couch and then, you know, March, you know, April, May, all this stuff. The guys who are first call-ups for a team that you know, ends up winning the Stanley Cup. And, um, and you know, I, I, I still see some of the guys, uh, you know, like Brandon Fury, Adam Fergenning. Um, you know, again, I, I sat next to Jimmy Hayes in the locker room, who was, who was amazing. Um, everything you've ever heard about him being, you know, an amazing dude in the life all 100% true. The guy would give you a shirt off the back, off his back. Um, you know, uh, Steve Monitor as well, you know, again, also unfortunately no longer with us. Um, you know, there, there's a bunch of guys right there who you know, are now had made you know, NHL careers. So it was, you know, quite, quite a turn of events. And then, um, and then basically, um, my coach, uh, my future coach, Rick Sambo, um, 
is originally from the Chicagoland area as well. Um, it, it's funny, my, my old man had played against him and then my uncle had actually played with him. Um, but he used to run this thing called the Monster Showcase, which was always in like, I don't know, I forget the Chicago suburb. Um, but he would always run that. And uh, I was I was training with a, you know, a bunch of a bunch of college kids at the time. Um, and just so happened to be at the rink and had reached out to him uh, through, a, again, a, another kind of like bridge contact. We had a meeting and, and he, was like, he was like, you know, Cody, you know, I'll, I'll give you a chance. I'll give everyone a chance, but, you know, uh, you probably won't make my team. all I needed to hear, you know, just, just being able to give the shot, um, and then, yeah, you know, I guess the rest is history, so. That's awesome, and then, you know, so you wind up playing college, now, now you're, you know, moving around in the minors, you know, not a bad place right now, you're in, what, Pensacola, sitting on the beach? Yeah, Pensacola <laughs> Beach, uh, I live about, let's see, 85 feet from the actual ocean, you know, there are definitely worse places to be, and especially for me being see through, uh, like skin tone. I, I, I do need as much sun as I can get, <laughs> and, and I love, love being on the beach as much, you know, as much as my skin tone might say otherwise. I do enjoy my time in the sun, so yeah, um, you know, definitely, you know, again, another type of thing just, you know, just gave me a originally scheduled a time to talk but you wound up having surgery uh like last minute what happened and what, what did you have to get uh fixed um just an absolute freak accident um not even hockey related it was actually on our bus on the way home uh, so we had just played uh a three and three in Roanoke, virginia um we were on the way home it was like midnight maybe like around um, I I gotten up to go take uh, go to the bathroom, and um, the bus driver was just again a, a freak accident. Um, my teammate in front of me uh, had started to close the door. Um, the bus driver had kind of like not really slammed on the brakes, but kind of you know put some pressure on him. So I, I leaned forward and kind of reached out, um, and my one hand ended up being in the door jam, and then my teammate uh, at that literal exact same time was closing the door. And thankfully, my finger, well, my finger was literally in the door. And, and thankfully, he didn't close the door all the way. Otherwise, I wouldn't have had a fingertip. Uh, yeah, a uh, bunch of bunch of stitches, um, bunch of stitches, and then they called it a, a finger bed reconstruction. Um, which I guess with this type of injury, especially like um, they told me. Like, number one, I was super fortunate that I didn't have an infection. Um, I guess with this type of injury, like, a really common thing is finger bed to uh, get infected, and then, you know, the bone gets infected, and then you could use the whole finger. Um, 
and then not only that, but because it, it degloved completely, which is the metal turn Yeah, it, you know, I, I was just frank, really, really lucky, frankly. Um, I, you know, number one, didn't get an infection. Uh, number two, didn't have a break in my fingertip. Number three, didn't have any tendon damage. Like, somehow, it, like, just missed all three of those. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just, but yeah, I had to, had to get put under and basically had to put my fingertip back together. And, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> carpenter's finger where you just hit it with the hammer yeah you, yeah i just missed the nail basically <laughs> but, but yeah it, you know just an absolute freak accident not that not that injuries are ever cool to anyone but you know this one sucked especially a lot more just because it wasn't hockey related and, yeah they, they wanted me to take a bunch of time off just to make sure that it did not get infected because especially being in a glove, um, yeah. especially, you know, a goalie glove, your finger stalls and everything, like, um, I basically had to practice with on my back for, for a couple of times. And uh, again, just like a crazy turn of events. Um, was, you know, I, I mentioned that, you know, we were on the road a, a bunch over these past, last couple of weeks. We only really practiced like a couple of times, which I guess in my case was a good thing. Um, yeah. Because I, I literally could not fit my finger in my finger stall or my glove. So, and then basically, as soon as I as soon as I was able to wrap it up to not be so intrusive, and then you know didn't have uh, crazy amounts of pain or anything, um, you know, thankfully I was able to play. And it was only it was only a week, but it was like. Yeah, it, it, it was just you know I it, it it's it basically sucked a lot. Um, I kind of kind of felt like I was letting everybody down, um, but you know again just uh, just an absolute freak accident on the bus, and you know you you try to minimize those as much as possible, but um, I guess at the end of things, you know, I still have my fingers, so my fingertip, you know, whatever. So, yeah. Um, your days just, of a hand, you know, off. just yeah, yeah. I, I, I have a pretty gnarly star um, going all the way past that first bubble. So, yeah, I, I don't think you know, I don't think I'm uh, selling any pictures anytime soon. <laughs> anything, so, um, yeah, it's always but, uh, tough when you see your team on the ice and you can't be out there with them. Yeah, and, and, it, and it, you know, it, it, and not again, not to not to minimize any. Especially the ones that don't happen on the ice, um, you know those 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 are like oh what the heck you know like yeah. it's, it, it, those those suck it a little bit more than you know hey like you know I when it happened I I sent a picture to employees and I was like uh, you know crap and my buddy was like oh same thing happened to me puckered it on my stick and I was like actually I just got to close the door but and I was like oh what like <laughs> yeah. And, and so, yeah, so, you know, could play it off like it was a hockey injury or you know, whatever, but unfortunately, yeah, it wasn't. Um, 
It's one thing if it's a really cool off ice story, but when it's like got stuck in a door, you're like, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it, it was again just a, a freak accident, you know, the day when I've got a scar, I'm going to lose my fingernail, whatever. Like, I, yeah. You know. <laughs> and yeah. When well, you look at when the broad, the broad older. spectrum, and, yeah, in the, in the broad spectrum and the scope of things, like, just a blip on the radar and like you know, I I have my fingertips still, so yeah. I fully, you know, that's there's things we build medical staff are it as best she could, but you know, we were on the bus, so like eight hours to go until we're home. She acted awesome. Take care of as much as she could, and then. You know, the very next day I had surgery, so um, so thankfully got all taken care of, you know, really quickly. Yeah, they said it was healed. So yeah, whatever. But sucked for a little bit. But you know, that's uh, sometimes that's life. You know, some days it's very, some days it's a statue. So yeah. Um, so so yeah, but but everything's good now. You know, just again, just a little little bit of bad luck. And, Whatever. Yeah, I mean, it is. It is what it is. You're you're back on the ice, back with the team, and you know. Yeah, 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 and and, and you know, thankfully, it, you know, it wasn't anything worse. You know, thankfully, it wasn't like multiple fingers or anything else or you know, something crazy like that. Um, where you know, I was I was only out for you know a couple of days, you know, and then was was still practicing, but just you know, kept my back. So at least I was yeah. able, you know, to stay on the ice. Even in a limited role, uh, thankfully, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, again, just kind of was fortunate over that, and, and it just wasn't any worse. And you know, now um, we have like a couple more games, you know, before before playoffs, um, especially to kind of find that groove again. Because um, I, I felt like I was uh, you know, not only the guys, I was seeing Mark pretty well. Well, so you know, we've got a, a couple more, you know, more weeks uh, to really find that group again and get right back into it and kind of pick up where I left off. So. Yeah. So you know, is it's clear you know you're playing in the minor leagues, but you know, I think when a lot of hockey players think minor leagues, they think the AHL and then maybe the ECHL, but there's more leagues than that. Um, but as we know, minor league sports in general life isn't as glamorous as some would think it's, it's a lot of bus time, as you pointed out, uh, you're not making Ovechkin money, you know, what is life, life in the minors like? Um, you know, us here in Pensacola, we've got it, you know, our, our, our owner and our whole organization is, is absolutely great. And, All of our staff is just incredible. You know, it's hard to complain. So, um, yeah, you know, it's 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 a lot of people. You know, say they want to do things uh, and don't necessarily realize what you have to give up um, to make that happen. You know, there's, there's a lot of sacrifice. You know, not to me personally. 
takes any of those, you know, next step, whether it be, you know, college or junior or whatever, you know, that's, that's, um, that's definitely, it's a, it's not only a personal commitment, but it's, it's a commitment to your life, really, um, you know, sorry, you know, driving you this or there, you know, um, you know, somehow give you a metered car or something, so you, you know, you can go drive, because chances are you're probably not playing at home, um, and if you are, you're, you're very fortunate, but, you know, for me, I, I, You're not a serial killer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Uh, uh, I've had, I think we've, I've, you know, the, the books that I have had have been nothing to go to the store. The NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, and big wins. As the action rolls on, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big, too. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right, a bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 plus restrictions apply. See show notes for details. You know, it's a it's a definite commitment. Um, you know, people like to think, you know, oh, you just you know two hours at the ring or three hours at the ring, which you know some days it is. You know, if that's what your body needs. But um, you know, for me, like when I'm home in Chicago, um, basically as soon as any of the Blackhawks start skating or any of the pro pro guys who are who live in Chicago start skating, which more often than not is you know you really only have off a couple of weeks and then you know it starts off kind of slow but for a good portion of my summer I you know I am on the ice and or training five five days a week for pretty much from my stadium and then I've got you know I have other other adults um you know I, I again I'm super thankful I work for Arts, uh, .com, and uh, the Eagle Pro Shop is very. Um, yep. I've ordered from them before. <laughs> and, 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 you know, thankfully, you know, I, I, I get to know my, my boss, you know, absolutely. Um, you know, basically, as long as I give him enough heads up, it's, it, you know, I, I, I get to work around my, my training schedule, just, which, you know, not only like, being able to work in hockey on the outside of things, but also having having a boss that is not only completely understanding, but you know, is is the first you know one of the first people like uh, like last season when I got um, a call to head to Cleveland, um, he was you know he was the first person being like, yep, no, go go, don't worry yeah. about it, figure out. He, like he was 
so yeah, so I'm, I'm super, super fortunate and thankful for, for that to be even in the future for me. You know, I, 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 my, my whole basically hockey career has, has some of the, I found some really bad apples, but I found some really genuinely that have, you know, been nothing short of extraordinary. Um, and, you know, that goes to even my bosses. Brian Kane, uh, is, works for the Blackhawks, but also uh, is probably hockey. Again, it's involved with Blackhawks organization, um, but also, again, does his, his own skill stuff. Um, you know, Wendell Young back in the day, uh, Kenny McCudden, like I, you know, all these, all these people have, you know, the, you know, and there, there's a ton of other people that, that I, you know, give me opportunities or, you know, even if it's just like, hey, I've got a couple of pro guys, you know, do you want like, you know, it's not going to be a fun skate for you, but do you want to come out? It's absolutely, you know, you have to be there at time. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a definite, you know, commitment, but it's it's definitely made easier by, you know, your, your support system. And, and thank you system actually back home um you know it's it's all that stuff can be quite arduous tedious you know it's certain you know we're here but it, it, you know it's 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 all worth it um at the end of the day for me and, uh, yeah as far as I can for um, yeah, it's a, it's a definite, definite commitment. And I kind of alluded to it earlier, but, um, you know, a lot of people, you know, say, I want to, I want to play pro or you know, I want to go play college hockey or I want to go play, but they don't realize what that means. Like, you know, there's, yeah, you might want to do this, but you might not want to give up, you know, your free time. You might not want to give up your weekends. And, yeah. you know, you might you might want to go to, you know, if you're in high school, you know, you might want to, oh, sorry, I can't make homecoming or prom. You know, like things like that. Um, for me, I, you know, I've, I've lost, um, you know, some really, really close friends. Um, just like, you know, had a miss, you know, weddings, big, big, big events and things of that nature. Um, just because I, I physically could not be there and, and yep. you know, either couldn't be there, could take time off or, you know, it was in the season or, you know, was on a bus, um, things like that. And it's, it's very, definitely, you know, sometimes it is, it is very stressful. And, you know, you can, you can have a tough time with, uh, relationships, you know, keeping relationships, you know, not only friends, but, you know, friendships, um, you know, because the, the fact of the matter is that you don't get contact. No. Um, you know, it's 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 not normal for anyone to, you know, move away uh, for a good portion of the year and you know be on a bus in a different state every single weekend or you know, whatever. Um, and you know, back home for for a couple of months, like, hey, you know, left the couple we left off. You know, that's that's um that's that's very difficult for a lot of people to do, and um, especially if you know you're not really familiar with coffee, you know. Like people, I, I literally had a conversation a couple of days ago that uh, with somebody who was like, "Hey, I haven't seen you around in a little bit. Like, where have you been?" I'm like, uh, "Living in Florida." <laughs> so <laughs> it, it 
it's it's definitely you know it's it's a it's a definite commitment and it's, it's very um very hard on a, on a lot of things you know um as as awesome as you know everything is it, it can definitely make you know having you know a girlfriend uh you know serious relationships things like that um very very difficult on a lot of people and yep um uh you know among other things friendships again you know you know seeing your family um like it's been it's been a, a very i think it's been over a year since i've seen my mom unfortunately um you know things like that so it's you know again just very very hard sometimes um but you know at the end of the day the you're you're not to be cliche or anything but you know your real ones support you and um understand you know that you're just you're giving it you're giving a run at your dreams or you know yep. giving it giving it everything or everything and you know they're gonna they they truly are you know good friends or family you know and I don't mean family just you know because it might be blood related you know I have best friends that are just as much family if not more but um, you know all those people who are really and truthfully there for you you know they're gonna be there even if you're not physically around you know so um, again they kind of falls back to that having a Myself, I think they, I, I'm unfortunate enough to really have an incredible support system. Nothing short of amazing. It's been very difficult at times, but it's all, all a little bit easier. Yeah. So I want to be mindful of time because we've been talking almost an hour here. Every episode, I close out the episode with a list of 10 questions, and they're the same 10 questions I've asked every single guest. So, you know, I've had high school kids on. I've had uh, NHL Hall of Famers on. They've been asked the same questions. And the first one is, what's the craziest coaching moment from your playing days? Ooh. um, (laughs) Okay, that I can share publicly. Um, Publicly... (laughs) Without, without getting too much in, into trouble. Um, so this is, what is this? This is two seasons ago. Um, I was in Columbus in the Fed. Um, we, we were playing Carolina. The game got super out of hand. Um, you know, penalties, fights, this, that, blah, 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 blah. Um, and this, this was our actual last game of the season before it, before it got canceled. You know, none of us knew whatever. But it ended up being the last game. And so, you know, I think we were down like six going into the third period. And like going into the third, I think we we're gonna be on like a five minute, five on three or something. Like it was it was it was a really, really like a, a crazy situation. And uh, you know, our, our coach, you know, kinda he was like, Hey, uh, you know, they, you know, they want the circus and then one of our guys was like, Bring the tent. And so, um, so to expedite this, um, me and my goalie partner, basically my coach was like, Hey, uh, go in there. I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, just go in. So basically my coach basically had me and my goalie partner change every whistle. <laughs> and then it turned into us playing rock, paper, scissors, every whistle, which had gotten, had gotten a little bit of. Uh, I guess I don't want to even say publicity, but if anything, it was more of like infamy um, on the internet uh, for a little bit. But then, you know, the game 
ended up being in a bench clearing brawl and you know whatever I fought everyone fought like it was you know that that was but yeah my, my coach basically being like I can't go in every whistle change with rocks every whistle and I was like <laughs> okay um and, and you know there's a there's a lot of other stories I wish I could you know share yeah. but for the for the sake of you know that's a, um, a little one. bit of privacy yeah a little bit of privacy that's that's you know, that's yeah so, what's your favorite all-time goalie mask? Um, my favorite all-time goalie mask, probably one of the Indian Barhawk earlier ones. Where, so, I my favorite animal is a shark. I love the San Jose Sharks. Um, Wild man, Steve Parker, and Junior um, The suitors are, are family friends of ours. Um, yeah, I I'd seen the Indian Barhawk. Really early, um, but he had like you know a cool shark on the bottom, but then he had this crazy like alien. Yeah, um, that's probably yeah one of one of the the box of sharks early early on mass. I remember the teal that. One. Yeah, yep. the, the teal and everything else like just so cool to me. And, yeah, I think that's like really got like really terrible. You know that teal, I think, lends itself to some sweet looking goalie setups and masks i mean i loved eddie belfour but his short stint in san jose god did that eagle mask look so good with teal and those coopers it was just like that even, looked really even good in toronto yeah even his blue like my favorite color is blue so i'm obviously a little bit partial but but even his you know again i should be kind of in toronto that that blue eddie the eagle mask was was incredible and then um you know, it's it's funny that you mentioned that because the last, uh, basically like the last season before I got my most one, um, I was I was using an Eddie the Eagle paint job, and then um, I'd actually coached a camp where he came down with his head and got to show you know mask and stuff, and, uh, and I'm pretty sure that's actually how we started talking. To even somebody showed him like they're like, hey, like this guy, like you know, blah blah blah. Here, like here's his mask. He was like, really? Like that's yeah, he. Yeah, then, I've had Eddie yeah. on the podcast, and he, I, I like him. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's you know absolutely one of a kind. Um, obviously, legend in every way, shape, and form. Yeah, holy just I really, I, I do enjoy masks. That um, why I, I like team oriented masks. I, I think it's kind of, kind of cheesy when it's like overdoing this. Um, but I always think it's cool to kind of have like a like a design for like obviously um, you have had like you know his alien and everything else uh, like the alien skeleton kind of guy um, you know you you've had Kipper had his skulls um, you know things like that yeah. I, I think those are I think those are cool and especially when you can't make them team oriented and I think it's yeah, well, it's interesting to say you like the team-oriented mask, but not when they go over, you know, overly done with a team logo. And I was talking to Connor Beaupre, and he talked about his dad's masks. And his dad wanted something team-oriented, but without using the team logo. And I never realized that until I went back and looked at him. You know, his North Stars mask was beautiful. Didn't have the North Stars logo. His Capitals one, beautiful. No Capitals logo. But then he goes to Ottawa, and you'll notice, you know, his Capitals when he has the uh, 
Capitol building in Ottawa, it's basically the Capitol's version. But for Ottawa, you know, it's got the, because it's the Capitol. As we learned in uh, the movie Canadian Bacon, Ottawa is the real capital of Canada. (laughs) Um, I'm not surrounded by Montreal. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, I'm with you. I I love a good team oriented. But a guy like Belfour and a guy like Cujo showed that you can have a mass that is specific to you, but still make it team oriented at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Poppin, I mean, his, his masks, you know, everywhere he went, he had something team oriented. I, I always think of the one in LA where, you know, the, the cat was clawing the, the uh, crowns on the side. I, I think that was one of the best ones. Yeah. yeah I actually, yeah, it's, a, it's, you know, and, I, and again, I, I kind of grew up when those guys were, you know, kind of in their tail end. Cujo for me, um, you know, a couple years into my, and stuff. He had just moved to the Red Wings. You know, the the Cujo dog. Um, yeah, yeah. I, and but again, made it fit with the team, but still kept some of your personal thing. That, you know, I, I really do. I think that's one of the, the things being able to have a, a painted green mask, or you know, a, a raft or whatever have you. Um, mask is that you, you know you can make it your own, but also still keep it. Yes. Team Team oriented, but still. Personal. Yep. So for, for me, that's that's what's cool about him. You know, especially things like back plates. Like um, my back plate is super personal. That kind of that design probably is not going to change very much. Um, yeah. You know, in my next coming whatever I decide to do um, in the future for mass. But, but yeah, it's, you know, the, again, keeping it team oriented is always important. Yeah. So the next question, what's your favorite rink that you've played at? Oh, um, as far as like ice conditions go or like just in, in general? In general. Um, you know, that's tough. Um, I really, I love uh, the Fifth Third Arena in downtown Chicago. You know, that's, I, I might as well have a cotton locker there um, with how often I'm there um, and that's, you know, that sounds a bit like, um, it's not that, I think just for like nostalgia reasons, probably the edge of Bensonville, um, you know, I, I've had there, um, you know, uh, was pushing it up in college, that's where the year that we had, had won nationals, um, that's where it was hosted in Chicago, so it was, Super cool to have all my family there. Um, yeah, you know when I when I had a couple of, of buddies playing in Chicago, you know they you know a couple of them came out and had watched me you know play when I was in town. So it's always it's always had you know good memories for me. Yeah, so yeah, I, I'd probably probably say the edge. Uh, uh, the rink on the left, not the craft one on the right. Yeah, I, I remember skating there when it opened. I'm I'm an SIA guy because that's where I learned to skate at the Murray Bannerman Learned to Skate back in the day. But that yeah, I, Murray Murray was uh, yeah 
Ray was one of my coaches at CYA. So. Yeah, he, he was an interesting fellow, that, that's for sure. But hey, because of him, I learned how to skate. And I, I, I remember at that learn to skate going, you know, one day I'm going to be better than Murray Bannerman. Then I was watching him play in the stadium series up in Minnesota. And I sitting on the couch going, yep, I, I've reached that point. I'm better than him now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right, right. You know, doesn't matter that he's probably 60 years old, still right. playing hockey. And I be that, um, but yeah, he still he's, got it. Yeah. He's still got it. Um, what's your favorite stick that you've ever used? My favorite stick. Uh, let's see. Uh, so I got a pro return, and this was like the last run of like the Finland made in Finland foam cores from Warrior. Um, let's see. Oh yeah, it was a it was a mat climbing um, climbing return. Uh, basically, I was out with a, a buddy of mine at this point, like. Uh, I was a buddy literally just playing grad at Hoffman. And I think they just got eliminated and they were cleaning off their locker, locker room for the season. Um, finally came up and handed me one of his sticks and was like, here you go, bud. And I was like, oh, you know, gnarly. Because um, they were, that was like their last year of the world affiliation, I think, with the Vancouver Canucks. And I think that next year they were switching to St. Louis. And he was like, yeah, like, you know, Anyways, like, um, yeah, it was uh, the curve has been something I've been trying to find and replicate. Um, ever, ever since I got that stick, and you know, so super confident with it. And I, I love where old, whatever, but, you know, just really, really love that stick, yeah. But yeah, that's, that's probably been the favorite one that I've used. Now, if I could build one completely top to bottom custom that might keep in order, you know, that might be a little bit different. But, but currently, yeah, that's that's probably probably my favorite. That's not a bad stick. I like those Warrior foam cores myself, and they're just hard to find now. Uh, yeah, what, what is your favorite youth hockey memory? Um, favorite youth hockey memory? Kind of hard to narrow down. Um, oh, uh, probably in general, like looking back on it, um, my first year in sport majors um, with the mission, um, just because, like, and then like looking back on it, you know, on sport majors. Yeah, probably probably that team. Uh, probably personally, just because of it was Ottawa. We're in Ottawa. Um, it was like the, I got like it was like the, the All Star game or whatever. Um, I got player of the game. I had a had a really 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 good day. 
it had brand new TPS ice caps that I, you know, had before, but I was like, Dad, I confirm, you know, no, bring it on once. Yeah, um, yeah, it stood on my head with brand new pads. Yeah, I still have that trophy in my, <laughs> my, uh, at my dad's. It's funny you say because uh, this last weekend was the Minnesota Boys High School Hockey Tournament, and I went to one of the semifinal games, and I have a uh, coworker who's a big hockey fan that lives out in San Jose, and I took a picture of the arena in the whole bottom bowl for the semifinal game for the, small, the single A, which is the small schools, was packed on a Friday afternoon when we should all be yep. working. And she's like, yep. it's just different there. She's like, there's more people at that game than there were at the last Sharks game I went to. But then yeah. on championship Saturday for both the A and AA game, the XL Energy Center was packed to capacity, 18,000 plus people for high school hockey games. And it's just like, it's just yeah. crazy. Yeah, uh, I, have, uh, I have a couple of teammates who are from, you know, the, the, the cities area. And yeah, that's a big, big deal and stuff. And, and it's just like, it's so cool, you know, especially because around Chicago um, and Illinois, um, and I mean, most you know, most states, um, high school hockey is really like a big deal, and it's yeah. you know, not school supported and not, definitely not school funded. Uh, but places like you know, obviously out east, east coast, uh, you know, the prep schools, um, but also like places like Alaska, um, and then obviously you know, the big one being Minnesota. Like you know, playing for your school is a big deal. Yeah, um, you know, it's it's great because you know, you see all the kids, you know, get get all the support. Like it's the cool thing to do, um, as opposed to you know when I was going through high school, especially my first two seasons, basically until the Hawks won the first time of the year I graduated high school in 2010. Um, you know, like I remember getting made fun of for playing hockey in high school, and now it's like okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, it was a little different for me in high school in that you know, like you said, it, it's it's not a school sponsored team, but you're still affiliated with the school. And, you know, I went to Brother Rice and played in the Catholic League where, you know, because it was Catholic League, they have a tradition of hockey dating back to, you know, the 60s, uh, even younger, I think. So it's like the the school had a tradition of hockey, but it still wasn't on the same level as the basketball team or the football team. Right, exactly. We we were those, you know, it was the late 90s. So it was like, there's the uh, grunge skater kids over there wearing their hockey yeah, jerseys, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. Up your shirts. yeah, you know, but it was like we had a small but loyal following of uh, classmates that would come to our games. Nothing like it is now. I, I look at uh, some of the pictures, the uh, school posts of the hockey games, and they got the, the stands packed. I'm like, where, where were you guys? Yeah. Which is... You know, which is like, you know, wherever you got the player, yeah. but it's, it's, also it's great for the, the sport. Yeah, exactly. And to see just kind of the, not so much paradox, but see, see the, 
just change of, I guess, culture surrounding it. You know, hockey is no longer really like an outcast sport. Yeah, it's, it's not a fringe anymore. It's, it's one right, of the right. sports you know, of the school. Yeah, and I mean, it'll always be kind of a cult sport, but at least it's getting you know, some of the support. And people, are, I think a lot more people, I think even, you know, year after year, especially in Chicago, um, you know, the, with the, the Hawks and all their success, um, you know, definitely makes it, you know, way more people who are normally not necessarily, you know, looking or watching hockey, all of a sudden turn hockey on to like, oh, dang, this is super cool fast pace. Yeah, they, they've learned it's fun to watch. You know, you yes. don't have to know what's going on. It's just a fun atmosphere. It's fun to watch, you know, right. and yep. it's good. Um, so the next question, what's the best chirp you've heard on the ice, off the ice, directed at you, not directed at you? <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> um, I mean, me because I'm, you know, I'm currently, uh, you know, involved. A lot of a lot of the ball trips are pretty funny about like you know, uh, sun, light shining off my hand. and uh, you know like man, you got scored on anymore? Like you're kind of top of your head would be sunburned. Like those are always funny. Um, and, and I'm trying to keep it PG, um, <laughs> and that, that can be that can be pretty difficult when it comes to chirps. But yeah, because um, as Gordy House said, all hockey players are bilingual. They're fluent in uh, profanity. Yeah. Um, so let me see if I can think of one that, that six, I mean, uh, I, I heard one, I forgot where I heard it. It was like, buddy, I've made more in the last two months or last like two weeks. Uh, I've made more in the last two weeks than you will in your entire hockey career. Um, that, that was a, that was a good one. Like I've heard recently and it's, it's funny because, you know, obviously being on the minors, you know, like that, that could be, you know, kind of a, a sensitive issue and stuff, yeah. um, and, and not the you know complain. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, yeah. uh, not not to complain about that, but it, it's just you know funny. Um, I it's hard to think of like one that predominantly sticks out because most of mine I want to say have a lot of swears and very bad things. <laughs> but, but yeah. Um, uh, one of my teammates in front of this in, uh, this past weekend, some guy was giving him a hard time, and, and he like it was significantly small guy was giving him a hard time, and he just goes, he goes, hey wait, turn around, and the guy turned around, <laughs> and he, and my teammate was just like, oh, I just wanted to make sure like find out who you are because I have no idea. <laughs> just just like the way he said it was just like like who are you like. It was yeah nice. that, that uh, with, with being trying to keep it you know PG yeah there are a few that, that words in there yeah yeah there was yeah there was a, a, another couple of things that, that, that probably that's part of PG yeah yeah um, that's been the best one I like it so what is the worst post game beer you've had worst post game beer beer Beverage. Beer, oh yeah. <laughs> um, well, beer, beer, I guess, in the same category sometimes. Um, post game beers, I'm, I'm usually I'm not a huge one for post game beers. To be completely honest, um, honestly, I I have to drink like a ton of 
Pedialyte, as funny as that sounds. Um, because, like, uh, so for this past game, I dropped nine pounds in the game. Um, so, like, normally if I have a beer, you know, it's, it's hit me right away. Um, but probably, like, a, a warm cream ale. That, yeah. That, uh, those are those are never never good. Yeah. And let alone like after like I'm all hot and sweaty and it's like oh god like what is uh, uh, but yeah uh, that especially being from Chicago reward uh, reward uh, is prevalent and I'm seriously convinced that not a single person actually likes reward it's just they want to. As, see, Malort really wasn't a thing when I was growing up, so thank God I've never had it. But everybody I've talked to, yeah, everybody <laughs> I've talked to, like the theory is the makers of Malort were like, we want to make the most disgusting thing possible and make it seem like it's a thing here, just to get tourists and people visiting us to try it. It's almost like we're playing a prank on them. Yeah, the, the Chicago handshake, you know, uh, yeah. you know, shot up a lawyer in a PBR. Uh, yeah. Hey, here you go. Here's the shot. Oh, thanks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah that, that's that's been in the locker room only, thankfully, one time. And I think that was mostly as a joke, just seeing it. Was yeah, I, I my time this, so. thank God I've never had it. You know, usually when I'm home, it's. I mean, my cousin's always like Miller Lite, but it would usually be like old style or, you know, because yeah. I'm a Southside kid. You know, I, I grew up in the Beverly Mount Greenwood neighborhood where they have the Southside Irish Parade. So it was like we, we were beer drinkers where I came from. It wasn't the hard stuff, you know. Yeah. Just and straight up beer. And like I, uh, I saw like a movie or something recently that was like, um, you know, the old style, like the bar. So yeah. Like, people didn't realize that that was an actual beverage. Like, yep. they just thought that meant, like, a bar. <laughs> well, um, the, the old, old-style cans where they had, like, pictures on it was always trying to find the frog on the can as a kid, you know. And that, then you'd find the person that was drunk, and you'd tell them to find the hitchhiker, and they'd be just looking for a long time. You're like, you couldn't find it? No. And you'd just look at them up. Somebody must have picked them up. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I... Not not a huge beer guy, especially like post skates. But you know, in the in the select men's league games that I've played and been a part of, um, yeah, probably probably Malort is even in there. But yeah, like probably I I think somebody brought like email as like a joke or it was like around like I don't know some weird time it just happened to be there. Yeah. Yeah, you're not bringing cream ales into the locker room uh, <laughs> in a serious <laughs> way. It, it is as a joke. Yeah, yeah um, there's no way. Yeah, you know, like I, I've had people bring stouts, and it's like they just really like stouts. Okay, but it's like you realize you brought it for hockey and not like just to get. <laughs> You know, they apologized. First of all, they, they offered me one before the game. I was like, you want me to stop pucks, right? Like, yeah. that's a heavy beer. Yeah, yeah I tried to throw up. Yeah, it, it, the person was even like, I didn't think this one through when I grabbed the beer before I left. <laughs> yeah, uh, thanks, bud, clearly, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's like after the game, after I've had something light and almost like water, yeah, th- then I'll have, you know, the, the stout, but not not before the game or immediately after. Uh 
So when you tape your stick, do you go heel give me, the toe? Give me some time. Yeah. When you tape your stick, do you go heel the toe or toe to heel? Uh, I am a strict heel to toe. Okay, good. You're you're like most goalies. Uh, I had yeah. I had not one but two goalies say if you go toe to heel, you're a psychopath. Um, I, I wouldn't go out on that limb myself, uh, but yeah, it, it's to, heel to toe for most of us. Yeah, uh, I'm a yeah very strict heel to toe. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, what's your favorite number to wear and why? Um, number one. Um, it's more of just like a, a mental thing. Um, I, I think I've, uh, in the years that I've personally had like um, more like personal success, I think um, number one, um, yeah, I, I try to I try to not think too much based and get super, superstitious or whatever. But I just I probably feel most comfortable in number one. Um, I think you know it's a classic really number. Um, you know, I'm wearing 35 now, which is again a great number. Or 33 a couple of times. Again, I had that number. And I used it for that number. Um, as a kid, I started with 35, uh, then changed to 20. Um, yeah, but but I think overall, probably number one is my favorite. Yeah, I, I've got my numbers that I like to wear, but at the end of the day, I'm just happy to have a jersey on. Right, 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 and then, yeah, especially in the in the minors for like me personally, it's just you know whatever they decide to give me. You know, so yeah, just, just give me a jersey. I don't care what what's on there. Uh, right. so the last question: What advice do you have for young goalies? For young goalies, uh, for young goalies, I would say you know you've um, you've got to love it, mm-hmm. and like, and I don't mean you know because. Playing hockey, you know, it's it's I think it's the best sport. You know, it's it's the most humbling, uh, the most challenging. Um, you know, you could have the best game of your life and still lose one. Um, yep. Things like that. Um, yeah, you know, for me, I think um, the I guess not to like make it sound again kind of cliche or anything, but I, I think for me the the story has been. You know, just how bad do you want it, and are you willing to work hard? Um, and because I, I think that's one thing that kind of that'll never be denied um, is, is hard work, um, and that doesn't always mean you know being you know yes, obviously you know putting the extra time in in the gym or on the ice, whatever, whatever, whatever. That obviously plays a huge part, but, but you know um, there, there's a lot more to that too. You know, sometimes that. Taking the hard decision, you know, where, you know, I need to go to bed, you know, not play video games for another three hours, things like that. Um, so I guess in, in short, um, work harder than everyone else, um, and there's, you know, it's only so long until you know, it's a, you can only get caught for so long if you're working harder than anyone else. Um, I think, I think success, and I think that good things that happen to you like I, I don't believe in luck um, I, I think that you know if, if I believe in luck the only luck I would have is bad luck so yeah I think that good things come to you when you're, when you're doing the right things hard, especially if you're working harder than anyone else well you know then I, I think it's, it's pretty easy to whatever happens happens and, and go from there. but yeah I, I 
devices um, work harder than anyone else and love it. And I mean, truly love it um, because, you know, uh, as athletes, it doesn't matter what sport you're in or what you do. And, and just in general, um, you know, we only have so long on this earth and, and especially to, to, to play an incredible sport. Um, you know, we're, we're essentially all of our talks are just counting down and, and taking away. So um, really love it and enjoy it as much as you can. And, that's great advice uh well cody thanks for uh joining me on the podcast and you know glad we were able to reschedule after the injury <laughs> um it, it's all worked out uh, uh where, where can folks find you on social media if they want to follow you the rest of the season here Sorry, you, you kind of skipped out there. What you I, I was saying, uh, where can folks find you on social media if they want to follow you the rest of the season here? Um, so my my uh, Instagram is Perfect Media Light. Um, uh, as, as funny as that is, again, post game that I absolutely need. Um, yeah, Perfect Media Light is my Instagram. Um, I, I guess I, I'm probably most active on there. And, and I'll put a link to it in the uh, show notes too, because well, goalies are lazy and we don't want to have to search. Uh, so we'll, we'll make it easy for them. So thanks again and enjoy the rest of uh, the sunshine today on the beach. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And, uh, thanks for working with me with uh, the scheduling. Me so yeah. Fun, so. Yeah. We'll keep in touch. And if the travels bring you through the twin cities or I'm in Chicago at the same time, we'll have to get together and have some drinks and, Share some stories. Yeah. Snow Malort. No, no, God, no. Or cream ales. Yeah, no way. No way. <laughs> All right. Have a good one, bud. I wish I was the one on the beach for this conversation because I find watching waves super relaxing. Either way, it's always fun talking to fellow goalies who also played their youth hockey in the Chicagoland area. Be sure to follow Cody on Instagram by searching for Purple Pedialyte. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube simply by searching for Wash Up Goalie and I'll pop up. Visit washupgoalie.com for some great hockey-related content, my beer league hockey video highlights, and of course, all podcast episodes. If you want some Wash Up Goalie or Tendy Talk apparel, be sure to visit my Threadless shop by clicking the merchandise link on my website. If you like this podcast, go listen to the BLPA Big Show. It's the OG BLPA Podcast Network show where a couple of beer league players talk beer league hockey, draft experience shenanigans, and exploits from around the game. Be sure to check out the full lineup of hockey-related podcasts on the Hockey Podcasts Network as well. There are too many lists here, but shows like The Soda Pod, The Habs Nightly Podcast, and The Canadians Connection Podcast can all be found. I need to thank the band Zambonis for allowing me to use their music at my podcast, You can download their music on iTunes or listen wherever you stream music from. I'm always working on lining up other goalies to talk to. If you are a goalie or have connections to a goalie who I should talk to, shoot me an email at washupgoalie39 at gmail.com or send me a DM on social media. Let's not forget, if you're a brand that wants to sponsor the show, be sure to reach out to me and I'd be happy to talk. And finally, if you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment on the podcast platform you're listening on. It's quick action on your part that helps others find Tendy Talk. So, until next time, keep
Keep your stick on the ice and your body square to the puck. Good news? 